I don't know if you guys noticed, if you were here last week, like we tried to get Rocco to get rid of his phone and he never did, so I disabled it from 10 to noon. And um, that's not going over that well this morning, but he'll get used to it. So <laughs> I was like, well, if he's not going to obey, I, I got the power. All right. Um, we just want to welcome our guest today. Uh, you should have received a little bag, which I saw some people with one. Um, so there's a little card in there, and we just would love to have you fill that out and throw it in one of these buckets. Um, I usually try to text you and just say thank you for coming. Um, and you also get candy. So if you are a guest and you have a little blue bag, Mariposa, my lovely daughter, is going to come around and bring you some candy, candy, candy. All right, and the ministry spotlight of the month are the greeters. So if you are a greeter and you have not gotten candy, I don't know if this should be an every week thing. I feel like you should get candy and then Davide's like, no, mom. <laughs> he's a greeter, so he's like, uh, I think you get it every week. Um, and then uh, we just want everybody to know Wednesday nights resumed this week. Um, it was a good... Uh, it was a good time. I ended up doing the youth, and uh, Miss Mindy's usually going to be the youth leader, but I ended up doing it, and uh, we painted um, like inspirational sayings on the front um, of the CYA doors. So like, there's an entrance over there. So if you want to go, like, check that out on the way home or out today. It's kind of, it's kind of nice. I kind of want to do it to all the windows now, but that might get a little crazy. So. Uh, <laughs> um, so that uh, so we have classes for all ages on Wednesdays. We have a men's group, a ladies group, youth group, and then other classes for the kids. We are, okay, so there's a thing that says, is a slide, it says like wear appropriate clothes, like painting party or something like that on one of the slides and there's like a little thing that your kid might have gotten or, oh, there you go, paint night. That's only for pre, pre, pre-K, preschool through like fifth grade. They're gonna do some canvas art for me um, to decorate the preschool through kindergarten room. So adults, you don't have to wear your coveralls or anything. This is just, we're going to paint things. Oh, we're gonna do art, okay? It's not painting walls or anything like that. All right, so, sorry, I'm talking too long. Uh, food truck Sunday, whoop, whoop, whoop. No, yeah. I like food. Uh, we're gonna have Puerto Rican food, which is really awesome. Uh, we are gonna have that in two weeks, October 3rd. So you don't wanna miss that. Uh, we're gonna have inflatables outside for the kiddos too if the weather permits. If the weather doesn't permit, I might be able to figure out another way to have them. Um, we are going to have a Christmas choir this year, okay? So um, we're going to start practices also on October 3rd at 4 p.m. Um, we do, if you're interested, want to get you the music, okay? So either it be a CD or an email with like an MP3 or what have you, whatever it's called at this point in the world. Um, so if you can, uh, there's a sign-up sheet. Is there a sign-up sheet back there? No? Yeah, you can email me um, your, so I can get your email address and then we'll be able to get you the music. Um, so if you have a pen, it's turbotumbling at gmail.com. That's my email email me or text me or Facebook message me and we'll get you the music ASAP, okay? So if you're interested in that, um, definitely message me, okay? So my name is Jenny Coleman. 
FYI, with an I. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Okay, so uh, next, uh, not next week, October 10th, we're going to have a work day after church. There should be little uh, postcards that you need to put on your refrigerator. If you still have a sticky refrigerator, if they're stainless steel, it won't stick to the front. Um, we're going to have food. We have, um, it's going to be like from 11.30 to 2.30 approximately. Uh, we have lots of tasks to get done. Um, something that I really want to get done, which I got an action team for, is the playground. I don't think you should look at it right now, but it's really frightening, and it needs a lot of help. So that's a big thing I want to get done before winter. Um, if you can help, please put your name on that card. Also, is that what it says? Yeah, and throw it in the offering bucket. So, anywho. So, dun, dun, dun. is it just Sheila? Without just Sheila. I didn't mean just Sheila. Like I meant, like, it says Sheila, but I didn't know if it was Craig and Sheila. I didn't want to, like, forget Craig, and then his her feelings would be hurt, and it would be terrible, and then I had to apologize. And All right, so, Sheila. I call her Shira. Shira is um, my friend. She was also um, my best friend in high school's mother. So she is not only my friend, but she's kind of like a mom. <laughs> I haven't cried yet today. I'm, yeah, a lot of my mothers, mothers, people that were mothers in my life are now my friends. So I've come to that point of life. It's kind of freaky. Anyways, <laughs> creepy, freaky. Anyway, Sheila's awesome. She has a lot of awesome stuff to say. She is an awesome uh, studier, and uh, she gets in the word, and she, uh, she, it expounds in her heart and mind, and it's just really cool, like, stuff that she writes down. She writes it all down in journals, and it's pretty impressive. Anyway, so here you go, Sheila. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good morning. Hey, can I get a mic stand? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, a mic stand would be great. Okay. Let's see. You get just me this morning because Craig, like you said, he's had some surgery, and so he didn't necessarily feel comfortable standing up here. Okay. Okay, is that okay? Can you I hear me okay? Okay, perfect. Okay, so um, I wanted to give you a little background. <clears throat> I mean, it's always, I just want to start out by saying it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to share um, in front of you guys, in front of my church body, you know, and, and I'm not just talking on, for me, I'm representing the church, and uh, and it goes out on YouTube, you know, that's kind of important because you really don't want to make a fool of yourself <laughs> and I know pride goes before the fall I already know that so as I'm thinking of this and preparing for this sermon I'm like diligently praying and I'm like God please help me to communicate this the way it is coming across from my heart God please God give me a spirit of utterance and when I get done praying, I'm like, wow, you know, that, that was the word of God right there. And then it occurs to me, and God, let me glorify you. Because if you're glorified, we both look good. 
<laughs> so I, like, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so hopefully God is glorified. <laughs> Enough said on that. That's usually I kind of like to start with a joke. and So that was your joke. That's the best it gets from me. So anyway, um, Doreen, God bless her heart, she is, she is so organized with um, getting everything prepared. And, you know, I get the message a few weeks ago, hey, do you want to take this Sunday? Because what we do here at Agape is we have, Jenny's our lead. She's our, our lead person. She's, she's it. And then we have this awesome team, and we, we take turns, you know. Um, can you take the message? You know, and we have a team that does prayer ministry and, and visits people. We have a team for everything. We're really all about team and doing life together. And so um, when I get this message, I was like, yeah, I can do it that weekend. And so I start thinking about what God wants me to share and, and a message, and it's coming in my heart, it's coming in my head. Well, when that happened, it was right before um, vacation, and one time I had to say no because we were on vacation, then another opportunity came up. So I said, yeah, I can do that. So like I said, I start thinking about things, and things start percolating, and then, but I don't have it written down yet because usually... It's usually the Friday and the Saturday before the Sunday that I actually have the time to put it down into a sermon. And Doreen, she sends me a message earlier this week. Hey, I need the title to your message by Thursday. I need your notes by Friday. And I'm just like, that's funny. <laughs> and this message on Thursday, she, she sends me another nice sweet messages with all the nice little emojis and love you and she's the best and she goes hey can I get that message or the title and I had a day at work you know has anybody had a day I had one of those I had a day and I'm like okay so I flippantly just the thing that came to my mind was stuck in the middle with you and I was like well that sounds pretty good I'll go with that but it felt flippant it felt a little you know snarky but yet it felt right so I just went with it and that was Thursday well Friday it was my Friday to have off praise God so I was able to you know I planned to get up in the morning and put my thoughts together and uh, so what happens is the other thing going back to when I prepare a sermon I don't know how other people do it but I have all these thoughts that I'm putting together you know and it's like baking a cake I know that a cake is going to turn out. That's the goal. I'm going to have a cake. But all the ingredients haven't come together yet. Um, I don't know if I have all the ingredients. So sometimes you might have to run to the store to get an ingredient. Um, I don't always know how much I need to put in of this or that, if I need to sift the flour, if I need to um, feed it, or if I'm using butter or Crisco. I'm not sure what I'm doing just yet. You get the point until I put that together. So for her to ask me for a title and notes, I'm like, I know I'm going to make a cake, but I don't know what that cake is involving yet. So that's why there was all this stress. So it was kind of cool. Friday morning, I'm waking up. This is really, really echoing. Do I need to do something different? Is that it? Wow, that's hot. Better? Is that better? Okay, thanks. Sorry. Sorry about that. Is that better? Now, I don't feel like now it's echoing as much. 
I don't want to annoy anybody. Yeah, that sounds good. That, that, that works, don't it? Like that. Or I could move over here or over here. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sorry. Um, so Friday morning, I'm laying in bed, and I hear, I hear God. I hear God say, Sheila, I am calling you. And don't get freaked out on me. It's not like I heard it in an audible voice or nothing like that. It's just that, you know, when you read the word of God a lot and you, you, you have that relationship with him, you know when he's specifically wanting to say something to you. So I just laid there for a minute, and, and I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'm listening. I purposely tuned in, and I felt like he was saying, get up, do your thing, brush your teeth, wash your face, get your kinks worked out, go downstairs, I'll meet you downstairs, because that's my routine in the morning. I brush my teeth, brush my, wash my face, do some stretches, get the kinks worked out, go downstairs, make my coffee, then I snuggle down with my Bible and pray and spend time with God before I go to work and stuff. So that morning, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. So I started to go downstairs and started to make my coffee, and as the coffee's making, I realize these twinkle lights that I have above the sink are dead. And I'm thinking, oh, I should put new batteries in that. And I'm like, no, no, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, so I stand there, and I'm making my coffee. And then the cat comes up, and she's like, she wants to go out on the porch. I'm like, okay, I'll let the cat out. So I go let the cat out, and then I see, oh, the pillows need to be straightened. I should straighten those pillows. Ooh, the floor needs to be swept. I should just sweep that floor. I'm like, no, no, don't do it. You know, there's so many distractions that can get us. So I go back, and I get my coffee. And you know what the funny thing is? God didn't actually say get your coffee, too. <laughs> I added that. But the cool thing is, it's in the Bible. And this is going to be a really stupid old joke, but it is in the Bible, Hebrews. So it was okay for me to go get my coffee. I have totally been wanting to work that into a sermon sometime. Anyway, anyway, I know God enjoys my sense of humor too, right, honey? <laughs> so anyway, I finally do all that, and I, I seriously get down to business, and I'm listening to God. And I said, okay, God, I am ready. The teeth are brushed. The face is washed. I've got my coffee. The cat's on the porch. What is, what is it? And it was so simple. Immediately, what rose up in my spirit is the middle is important. The middle is important. All jokes aside, all snarkiness aside, stuck in the middle with you, God wants us to concentrate and think about the middle. So, with that, we're going to get started. Um, the middle is where we live. The middle is our life. The beginning, when we're conceived, we have no choice over that. And when we die, we usually don't have a choice over that either. But when we die, the thoughts, the feelings, um, how we die, if we're happy, if we're sad, we do have control over that. But in the middle, a lot happens. And uh, God wants us to live there. Right now, you could say, well, I'm, I'm middle-aged. I have lived half my life already. And that can be a very sobering and depressing thought for some of us. Others are young, and you're like, i got tons of time. It's no big deal. But there's lots of middles that we're in. Ask yourself, what are you in the middle of right now? Are you in the middle of raising your children, in the middle of going to school, in the middle of cleaning your house, the middle of moving, in the middle of your career, 
in the middle of your goal to get out of debt, in the middle of a marriage problem, in the middle of a health crisis, in the middle of a decision, in the middle of planning something like a wedding, surprise party, a dinner, vacation, um, in the middle of retire, getting ready to retire, are you in the middle of contemplating a divorce? Are you in the middle of anger? Are you in the middle of working out resentment, bitterness, loss, heartache, disappointment? Are you in the middle of something? We are in the middle of something every day. Today, we are going to look at being in the middle of emotional wounds, things that have hurt us, people that have hurt us, people that have let us down, things that we have hurt other people with, disappointments we have caused other people, hurts that we have caused other people also. That's what I want to concentrate on today. You see, we're always in the middle of something. So there's a verse in the Bible that says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So if the middle is important and I am to forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead, but I'm still in the middle of something that I have not reached the end to yet, how am I supposed to do that? My nephew got, just got injured on the job. He lost the tip of his index finger, his left hand. It was smashed. And he's a left-handed person. And he's in the guard. So that's his trigger finger as well. And he's in the middle of it healing. It hurts. It's painful. His loss is substantial, not just physically, but emotionally as well. There is no way he can forget what is happening. It hurts. It's a loss. It's healing. And it will heal in several months. And he will have to learn to do things differently. And it will take time. Just like when we get wounded growing up or even as an adult, some of those wounds take time to heal from the pain. And some of those wounds, some of times, we just push them down. It takes, it's time for us to, okay, is it time, would it be time for someone to come along side of my nephew and say, forget about that pain right now, it's over, it happened, it'll heal, you're fine, it'll be fine. I know a guy that lost his finger in a farming accident, he's fine. No, absolutely not. That would be extremely insensitive. And you know what? Our God is not an insensitive God. You see, that wound, that, that wound is not lying behind yet. He's in the middle of that wound. He and his mother are soaking it twice a day and rebandaging that wound. Every day, they are looking at the wound. They cannot forget. It is not in a place where they can say, forget what lies behind. If they, would, if they would not do as the doctor had instructed, his finger would not heal properly. It would get infected, and infection would spread throughout his body. They are doing the work to help heal the finger. 
there will, there will be other healings attached to that loss as well, adjusting to life and even emotionally. With our emotional wounds that no one can see but us sometimes, unless it comes out sideways most of the time, so we're really not tricking ourselves thinking we're hiding it, because people can tell. It comes out in so many different ways. We think we have buried, and we think we're fine. We think we're fine. I'm fine. It's okay. I've dealt with that. doesn't bother me. It shouldn't bother me. I'm okay. Have you, but here's the question. Have you done the work to help heal it? Have you done the doctor's daily instructions, God's word? Have you given yourself time to heal? Then, then you can forget what lies behind. Craig and I, and I, he, I have his permission to share this, and when he doesn't preach with me, too bad, so sad for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, I really do have his permission to share this. About two years ago, we were separated for a couple of months, and it was very painful. It was painful for both of us in different ways. I was not sure what I was going to do, and he was working out what he was going to do. I was a mess. I cried a lot. I could not trust my emotions. I was in pain, and I needed comfort and healing, and it took time, lots of time. And I did the work, and I sought God for comfort, and I searched and searched and searched the word of God until I found my answers. I found my peace. I found my direction. We decided to try again. Both of us decided to try again. And this is not the first time that we have decided to try again. But this time, something was different in me. After doing the work to find my answer in the word of God and spend time with God and receive his love, his comfort, and going to counseling too, it was time for me to put in the work with my husband. What did that look like? Well, here's this scripture again. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. It was time for me to acknowledge that the wound was now at a point of what lies behind. And I had a choice to forget and reach forward to what lies ahead. The really cool thing in all of this is as this process is going on, I am starting to see different things in my husband. Husband, the things that I had never seen in him before. Good things. I am seeing him different. I am responding different. He is responding different. When I say different, I mean better, better than before. I am letting go to reach forward. It's like if you're running a race and you got the battalion, the bat, baton, is that what you call it? If I'm running a race and I'm coming up to give it to somebody else and he needs to take it and I won't let go of it, I'm holding that guy back and I can't finish my race. And so there comes a point in any healing where we need to pass it on. And what you're doing is you're passing it on to God so that you can receive what he has for you. Now I want to get back to a little side note of distractions I told you about earlier. 
It is so easy to get distracted, especially when it comes to God and his word. Searching for our time, for searching for our answers, and, in, and not just jumping into what we think is right and what we think we should do, but really taking the time to search out God's word to receive his comfort as well. My sister and I took our dad to the Brit Horse Show a couple of Sundays ago. Um, the first event was the ladies' single cart um, event. So the, the horse comes in, it's all decorated, and it has a beautiful, beautiful cart that the lady is sitting on, and she's usually dressed real pretty in some type of fancy outfit. And I think there were like eight or nine in this event, and they come in one end of the arena, and they go around, and they come in front of you, and my dad and my sister and I are sitting down as close as we can. There's the bleachers, and then there's this cemented area, and we're sitting down as close as we can get. And then there's a little bit of grass, and then there's the fence to the arena, so we're sitting pretty close. And the horses are coming around, and, and it's just beautiful to watch. And um, I don't know how many there were, probably five or six that had come around. And by this time, there was a cart in front of us over to our right and a cart back here to our left. And then across the arena, all of a sudden, this horse rears up and somehow flips the lady out of the cart, and she goes on the ground. And that horse reared up, freaked out, started running across the arena toward us. And I'm like, I don't have time to get my dad out of this situation. So he couldn't run. So we, I started praying. My sister started praying. And I thought, if we're going down, we're going down together. Because <laughs> I'm not leaving my dad. I'm not going to pull a George Costanza when the fire happens. <laughs> so I stay. And uh, the horse is coming. And honest to God, we didn't know. Because between these two bleachers, there was a green a green way that I didn't know if that horse was headed for that what was going to happen so at the last minute the horse comes right towards us turns runs into the big heavy metal gate dents the gate breaks loose the post the gates completely broken apart and it turns and the cart begins to smash more and runs back toward the other way they got a hold of the, the cart the horse the lady was okay, the horse was okay, no one got hurt, but here's the cool thing that happened. I'm thinking about that. All those horses that were on the, out in the arena, not one other horse reacted. Now, if you know wild horses, if one horse runs, they all run, don't they? They all, at least I've seen that in the westerns, come on. Anyway, I'm so educated with horses, and, uh, but these horses didn't do that. The one horse that it was coming to just stood there. This lady, she got her horse out of the way, just calmly, that no other horse moved. Why is that? They had blinders on. They had blinders on. They were focused on what they were supposed to do. They had blinders on. They had been trained. And the reins were in the person's hand. And so... That got to me to thinking, and i got to find my spot again. Turn it back on. Sorry. Let's see here. What would have happened then? Let's see. Ooh, now I thought about this. Just a minute. 
Have you ever seen wild horses at a show? You know they all run together, right? We said that. Why did that happen then? Because they weren't distracted. They had blinders on. They were trained, and they had they had their reins in somebody else's hands. Okay, do we have our blinders on? Are we in training with the Word of God? And are we allowing God to take the reins of our lives? What is probably the biggest distraction that we have in our lives today? Any, any what? What? The, the phone. And just so you know, I looked up on the phone. The average person checks their phone about 100 times a day, 110 times a day. Well, you might say, well, I'm texting or I'm answering a call or I got to do this email, which is all really good and fine. But how many of us get distracted when we go to do that text or take that call? Like I was just going to um, change the batteries and fluff the pillows and sweep the floor. And then I'm like, oh, it's time to go to work. You know, there goes our time with God. But here's an example. What have you been, have you ever been um, just going to send a text and you think, oh, well, I got to check the internet to find out the time of that event to get back to them. And you go to Google and the first thing that comes up is Mason City woman dot, dot, dot. Oh, what happened there? What would she do? I better see. Was it me? No. Anyway, and then, and then, you know, the next thing you see these cute shoes. Oh, man, those shoes are cute. wonder how much they cost. And then you're looking there. And then you might notice somebody posted something new on Instagram. Oh, I wonder what they're doing today. They were supposed to be at work. They were, I wonder what they're doing. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, and then the next thing you know, you're watching reels for three hours. I've heard people do that. I have never really done that. Maybe. Okay, so there's so much on the phone. Think about that. What's for dinner, recipes, banking, our contacts, documents, business, schooling, photos, books, movies, games, how to fix your faucet, music, yoga, telehealth visits, your calendar, the news, history, maps, restaurant, shopping, shopping for the cat, the house, the car, the camper, clothes, food advice, relationship issues, and yes, even church. To me, what I need is to get away from those distractions. I need my Bible in my hands, I need a pen and a paper, and I need quiet time to really let that soak in to hear God. The thing is, if we don't have the word planted in our heart when the storms of life come, and they will, it's hard. It's hard to build a house in the storms. I have the last, one last thing to share. And this is like, have you ever you read the scripture, a bruised reed God does not throw away? So I have this balloon illustration here. Okay, so you got to give me a minute to blow it up. Oh, that's a bad one, I can tell already. <laughs> okay, so this is us. This is our life, right? And we're going along, and we're doing pretty good. And then the bag says the balloon is for celebrations. That's our life. We're supposed to celebrate our life, right? So um, we're, somebody comes along, and they hurt us, you know. And they're like, oh, that hurt. That hurt my feelings. And then you do something wrong. And then you're ashamed. <laughs> and you, you sound like that, you know. And pretty soon you're just like, and then you go to work, and there's stress at work, and you're just like, 
or somebody wants you to do something. And then somebody finally, they do the last straw. And it's like, that is the last straw. I have had it. And you're, and you're just on the floor. You're this used up nothing. And honey, anybody else feel that way? Has anybody else gone through that? And you're just like, I can't handle this anymore. This is where I'm at. Well, God says, a, bru- a broken reed, I will not break it off. A reed, you know, next to the water. I don't know what they used reeds for. It must have been something. And uh, God says, I won't just break that reed off. A reed to me seems pretty insignificant in life. But God says, I won't break it off. A dimly burning wick, he will not extinguish. He will not harm those who are weak and suffering. He will faithfully bring forth justice. How many times in our life do we want justice for what somebody has done to us? Even we know sometimes we are the ones that are going to get the justice. But God in his mercy even gives us mercy in, in getting when we get our justice. The Lord is near to a broken heart. He saves those who are crushed in spirit, contrite in heart, truly sorry for their sins. Many hardships and perplexities and circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues them out of them all. He heals their broken hearts. He heals their pain. He comforts their sorrow. And therefore, He earnestly waits, longing to be gracious to you. Therefore, he lifts himself up so that you can see him above all the distractions, that he may be merciful to you and show you loving kindness. But the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect, look, and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, and his matchless love. What does that look like? It looks like this. God loves you. God knows you. God is infatuated with you. Every hair on your head is numbered. God is obsessed with you. He thinks about you as many times in the day as there are grains of sand on the beaches. God's mercy is new every day. God is waiting, expecting, longing, and looking to be gracious to you. For his victory. For his favor for you. For his love for you. For his peace for you. His joy. His matchless, unbroken companionship with you. Now, God loves us so much. So it never matters if we get inflated. It doesn't even matter if our balloon gets popped because he's always got more. Always got more. And you know what? If you look at this balloon, what is it really? It's just a balloon full of hot air. It is. It's a celebration, but it's still a balloon full of my own hot air that sounds like this. 
And the thing is, I will probably always sound like that, and you will probably always sound like that as we are working life out. And that's okay. That's okay. We run to Daddy God. We get his love. We get his mercy. We get his grace. And sometimes it'll be like this. Somebody comes along and they bump us, and it'll just be a little leak. Someone comes along and we, we've hurt, we're, we're sad, and there's just a little leak, and it's, maybe it's not as quiet. Maybe it's not as loud this time. But then we go back to God. He loves us. He is merciful to me. He thinks about me. He knows me. He's infatuated with me. I just got more and more to give out. More and more to give out. That is how much our God loves us. And so with that, that was fun. Anyway, that is the end of my message this morning. I pray it blesses you. I had a lot of fun putting that together. Um, so I want, at this time, I want to pray over ourselves. I want to ask the prayer ministers. We have prayer ministers in this church that come forward. If you have something you want to pray about, that something that you're in the middle of and you're trying to work things out, don't do it alone. Don't go it alone. We're here for each other. And so, also, if you have never asked Jesus Christ into your heart and made him your Savior because he died on the cross so to forgive us of our sins so that we could have that relationship with God the Father because he loves us so much. That one song said he didn't want to do heaven alone or he didn't want heaven empty. He wants us there. So, I'm going to pray. If you want to come up for prayer to ask Jesus or grab somebody at the end of the service, okay? So you are going to be dismissed after this prayer. Um, Craig's going to be, oh, you're going to sing a song. Okay. Should I pray first or are you going to pray? All right. So, Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that is alive and powerful and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts right between the truth and a lie. We thank you, God, that you never throw us away. You never abandon us. You never let us go. You're always for us. You're never against us. And we always get to try again. We always get to start again. And we're always going to be in the middle. We're, we can even be right in the middle of dying. But we're not dead yet because you're with us. So we are always in the middle of something. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, want to come up and get prayer definitely do uh, we've just uh, decided that we want to try to sing a song at the end um, without the kiddos in here uh, so that um, you know some of that distraction is gone and you can go ahead and worship before you start the week again and uh, definitely um, come up and get prayer uh, it's always a good thing to get prayer no matter what you're going through, we're always in the middle, right? <laughs> I count on one thing never fail will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting same God is never
working all things out. You're working all things out. And yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. 